Love Talk Radio. Queens Rise and Shine. 
and we are thankful in so many ways to have this opportunity uh, for two hours from seven to nine to uh, step into the cars and the living rooms and the whereabouts of all of our kindred and tribes and relations. And wow, what a dynamic show we have this evening. In fact, you know, over the next couple of weeks, it might be a hot summer all summer, really, as we... um, are planning toward our first festival in the fall, the Four Tribes for Peace. It seems like every week we pick up just more and more inspiration to go forward. It doesn't seem as scary as it was two months ago. And, of course, as uh, entertainers come on, artists come on, uh, craftspersons sign on for that festival, they will, of course, be our guest on on this show. And so what a treat, what a treat. I think I put it out there on Facebook earlier this week to say, you know, I know all of those people who are coming in, but the real joy in my heart is to watch the different kindred and the different tribes who have not yet met and um, really checked out each other's well, we're glad, and we think that that might be Her Grace uh, Komolase, who has come in to uh, do pull our message from the Oracle this evening. If it's a six, seven, eight number, that's exactly who it is. And then again, uh, it yeah, could, yeah. there you are, Lafia Boruaboye, Your Grace. How are you this evening? I'm doing my best, thank you. I'm sorry there's a lot of noise, but I'm on. Um, I'm at the airport right now. You did mention that to me that you had to bring your sister in. Well, being the dynamic queen that you are, I am so sure you have that oracle right there with you at the airport. I sure did. Excellent. Well, beloved, do not keep us in suspense. We're ready to hear the message. Okay, today's part is called surfacing. It's called every time we allow ourselves to step out beyond our boundaries to find a way to get past our fears, the entire universe celebrates. It isn't easy to let the world see us, and spirit knows this, but we are here to allow our true expression and to allow the deepest parts of ourselves to rise to the surface, to be seen and shared. The surfacing card comes when you're about to face the challenge of stepping up and stepping out into the world. You could be asked to speak publicly, give a presentation, perform, release a novel, or anything which involves putting yourself out there. Whatever it is that you're going to be asked, whatever it is going to be asked of you will involve shining your soul's light in some way for others to see. You might be feeling scared as hell and wanting to run as fast as your legs can carry you, but this <laughs> is why the universe is giving you this card today. Look carefully at the image. There are hundreds of tiny bubbles rising to the surface. Take a moment to energetically feel the colors. There is a lot of joy in there. This is Spirit's way of reassuring you that this process brings with it much joy and celebration. This is part of your soul doing what it came here to do. You just have to get past yourself first. The surfacing card can also come if we have been brave and expressed our truth in some way. It comes if we have shared a part of ourselves, our gifts, and our talents. Spirit is here to acknowledge you and your bravery. Every time you allow the expression of your soul, it is cause for celebration. There is a whole lot more to you just below the surface. These are aspects of yourself which are not fully conscious of yet, 
When the servicing pause comes, it means that these hidden qualities are about to rise to the surface. Enjoy the time of self-discovery. And that is the surfacing card. All right, the surfacing card. Surfacing. Wow, rising to the top. Wow. Well, I guess we know where that hits you and I, and certainly uh, a a number (laughs) of those that are joining us. Well, Your Grace, thank you so much for that message and a cool cool doom. My sister in Egungun, as we step into the season of Memorial Day weekend and we all celebrate the fantastic and amazing lineages from which we descend. Thank you so much for that. Yes, that's one we hadn't heard before, so I'm I'm just tucking that in. I have another one in another deck uh, that kind of reminds me of that when bubbles come up to the top. But wow, that was Mm -hmm. really, really, really good. So, yes, this evening, um, shortly, we expect, uh, uh, Brother Ken, that uh, our first guest will be joining us, the Natty Lovejoys, Marla and Jati, uh, collectively known as the Lovejoys. And we were, um, you know, it's it's interesting when you have uh, four to five to six different Facebook uh, pages or event pages to get out there and try and and then also we visited of course uh, Camp Reggae's event page for those of you who haven't heard about Camp Reggae you know and I put that out there because we're we're always amazed in Oyotunji African Village when people come to the gate and still have not after 46 years heard of the African Village in North America so we'll say for those of you that have not heard ever of Camp Reggae. Camp Reggae is a wonderful hometown in Turtletown, Tennessee, Isabella, Tennessee. And people say, well, where is that? Well, it's kind of just up the way from Cosby, Tennessee. And it's a beautiful ridge where sassafras grows, and a lot of people know it as Sassafras Ridge. Absolutely beautiful, I'm telling you, uh, up above the Oconee water. Our guests are here, and here they are. We knew they would be coming in shortly after 7. Marla, Jati, how are you all this evening? Hello. You might have mute on. Oh, hello. There you go. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I just turned into the show, so I was just listening. Um, I was just listening to the show itself. Okay, wonderful. Tell us who you are. This is Sangoma. Uh, How are you? Uh, my name is Catherine, and I'm from South Carolina. Well, wonderful, Catherine. And we thought maybe you were the Natty Lovejoys, but that's all right. We welcome you to the show. And shortly, because we did say to them around 7.15, 7.20, I believe that they would uh, join in. But we were just updating our listeners on um, Camp Reggae. Have you ever heard of Camp Reggae before? I know probably in the things on Facebook you saw a little picture and poster of there. But had you ever heard of that festival? No, I haven't. Wow, see my very point. I said that just a few minutes ago. I said, you know, even though, and and when they come on, they'll tell us how long they've been doing it, but I can remember that I went to my first camp reggae at least 10, 15 years ago, at least. 
and um, it is a wonderful gathering of music, um, reggae music for four days, usually Thursday through Sunday. In And when I say in the mountains of Tennessee, I am saying to you, you ride up into the mountain and uh, Marla and Jackie and many, many, many volunteers. Now they have a whole crew of volunteers that come in to help uh, keep the land up and do improvements and landscape. But they literally carved like an amphitheater down into this mountain on, on Sassafras Ridge. Tennessee, and it is amazing, not to mention that, as we said, it's up above the Oconee waters there, and actually the Trail of Tears and Harriet Tubman Trails go right through this ridge. It, you, can, you can feel it. People who go there automatically, they, of course, they associate it with good vibes, reggae music, but just historically, the, uh, the location of that spot is amazing. And um, We've been friends with Marla and Jati for a number of years. Um, we do have that common ground of Oyotunji, and I'm not going to spoil that story because I want Marla to tell us a little bit of uh, their acquaintance uh, with uh, uh, the village and the first the founder of the village and some prophecies that he gave them many, many, many years ago that they are actually walking in now. So it is always amazing to me that, um, well, I guess if you didn't really like reggae music, it wouldn't be the type of thing that you look for. But night after night after night, they have nothing but reggae bands who, who are on stage just bringing the music bring in the good vibes. Of course, um, we definitely send anyone to YouTube to catch up on the music of the Natty Lovejoys themselves. They have been to uh, Oyotunji a couple of years um, to do concerts there, um, our Roots and Reggae uh, concert there. And it just, um, as they say, good vibes. You know, reggae music always usually puts anybody in any type of mood in just a really, really, really good mood. So we look forward to hearing from them. They've been quite busy on the road, show after show, and next weekend they do their festival, this particular festival, Camp Reggae, twice a year on the Memorial Day weekend and then also again on Labor Day weekend. And in addition to that, now over the years, they've extended it where they have um, celebrations there on New Year's Eve, they have celebrations there on Halloween, and so, um, and recently they started um, renting the place out as a venue, which is really nice. They had a very, very powerful um, gathering, I'm told, there maybe just a couple of months ago, and uh, it's really nice, but this it, it just looks like layers cut into a mountain and the tents, because it is a camp-out tent situation. Um, you can be just encircled all around this little amphitheater stage, which really is the front side of their house. And now they have a cabin you can rent out, and there's a playground with um, swings and things for the children, and they have a wonderful two-story that's been built with showers and bathrooms, so improvements continue to happen um, as the years go by. And it's always, always, I was looking on their website today, people trying to get ride years, 
and get their rides into Camp Reggae. And one sister, she was like, my, my ride didn't work out. Somebody helped me and my daughter out. I just have to get there and get those good vibrations. It's interesting. Um, I had never been to a, a, a four-day festival where you didn't have activities in the day. And, you know, they, it's just a leisure <laughs> kind of thing in the day because they're up so late partying and dancing to the reggae music uh, in the evening. So, beloved, what brought you to the show? How did you hear about Sister Queen's uh, Rise and Shine? Um, I was just looking through Skype, and I'd seen it, and it looked interesting. So I said I was going to just click and see what was going on. Call well, me. Wow. I'm so glad you checked it out. I'm so glad after that's that that gives me just another fuel of hope because I was just saying how I have like too many Facebook pages and event pages and what a challenge it is you have to start like almost an hour and a half early to like get them all in there and uh and you came through a totally different route. So you just never know where that comes in. We um, started this show. I want to give you a little history and honor your presence on the show. Um, We started it at the beginning of the year. Uh, We were the guests on another show, and our queen mother for real, Darlene Dawson, is the original host of this um, queen mother for real blog talk radio. And uh, we came on a show for uh, the Ia Baba Oni Shango, uh, eldest Shango priest of Harlem, New York. She at the time was trying to um, get her story out there, which is pretty phenomenal. She's in her 70s, and it, it really is a phenomenal story. So she was telling her journey and some of the fundraising she was doing for the Gods of Africa Temple at the time. And as we came on, uh, the, the Queen Mother and I began talking about doing this type of show um, there's a whole kindred of Sangoma we'll send you to rather than the take up the time, but there is a um a website, www.kindredofsangoma.org. And basically we come from this place that we've had a very unique journey, um, one that has brought many, 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 many um, what we say soulmates, really, and, 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 and our soul group, people of all different nationalities and races and beliefs and cultures and religions that are my kindred my next of kin, my kindred, people I've been through thick and thin with. And um, and we thought, well, now how can we get all of these people in the same room? <laughs> and so uh, we've, we've set ourselves on that little mission, whether through the website or through this particular uh, blog talk radio show, or now in the fall we're going to host our first festival and hopefully get them all in the North Georgia mountains on Cherokee Farms for four tribes for peace. So that's a little bit about um, the kindred of Sangoma and myself being Sangoma, that of, of what you've tapped into, and we hope that you'll join us again. This evening we are expecting, as we said, um, the Natty Love Joys, really hoping that they can make it to us this evening and in the second hour um, because these two things collide and and we're always sad about that as a a traditional ancestral priest that of course our first allegiance are they here? Wonderful, wonderful. Marla, Jackie. 
One love. Are you there? Marla, Jati. They maybe can hear us, but you have to check the mute button. Alafia. Go ahead, well, Mr. Ken. To to yeah, Go I was going to say, well, Mr. Ken, you could work on that, but maybe they need a little adjustment there in how we can hear them better. And tell me your name again. Did you say Mary? My other guest. Oh, Catherine. Catherine, that's right. So where do you live geographically, Catherine? Um, I live in South Carolina. Um, that's what you said. What part? I'm doing what? Greenwood, I know where that is. Have you ever been down to the African Village? You know that's also in South Carolina. No, I haven't. And I hate to hear that I hadn't been there, but those are some of my favorite things to do is to go to places like that. Well, I tell you, indeed, you are in luck because, as I was about to say, in the second hour, we are expecting the head of our ancestral society, Chief Alamba Akinshegun, to join us and talk a little bit about what will be going on in the African village over Memorial Day weekend. We we do, yeah, we do the Memorial Day African style. Ours goes on for two weeks. And then, you know, the Gullah Festival always starts. We usually kick that off on Friday. And that's down really um, kind of right by the water in Beaufort, um, South Carolina. And that goes on for next weekend as well. Beautiful, beautiful cultural, um, all types of crafts and cloths and people from really all over the world. It really is an international. So that is definitely uh, a good incentive to take a little drive down from Greenwood if you didn't have anything planned and check it out. Um, There are so many. um, What's an amazing story? I'm not going to spoil it for you, but we are almost 50 years old. And as I said, in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to talk a little bit with uh, some of the members of Egbe Egungun and the head of our society about what that ancestral festival is about, what we do, what we're celebrating while others out here in America are doing their Memorial Day barbecues, I guess. Or some people, yeah, some people have moved to family reunions now, more Memorial Day. But, you know, that word, memorial, should tell us all, right? <laughs> we are supposed to be sort of celebrating the memory of our family members who have gone on. So um, I'm always cheerful to see when, in particular, we've had some family reunions come and join us in the Ville, and also a number of busloads of people really usually come up from Penn Center or from that Gullah Festival into the village to um, because they're so close. We're really only about 20 minutes apart. So And then, of course, there's the beaches, I always say, for the people up north that don't live near a beach. You could get it all in one weekend, you know, an African village and the beach and historic Penn Center and the Gullah Geechee Fest. It's like, you know, boom, 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 most bang for your dollar right there <laughs> to get all of those. Yeah, to get all of those things at once. So absolutely. 
Um, we've enjoyed uh, uh, our participation in in the activities and just um, I don't know what's better I guess people who had no idea of the customs and traditions of our people that celebrated our ancestors or the um, those who have gone on to heaven before us or the the eyes of the little children who see these immense cloths and all the African drumming paraded. I always love to get the pictures of the children's faces because they just light up. And, um, to you know, today in America for young children to be able to come back anywhere in, in a village where they don't have to worry about cars or guns or shooting or, you know, people, you know, yelling at them any minute is just a free zone. And so many other parents, you know, they're they're looking for their kids. By the time they're ready to leave, they're like, where are they? And they'll come back, you know, shoes over somewhere, the shirt that went up somewhere, because the kids just have such an amazing sense of freedom. And there are so many, so many good things um, to enjoy about the African village, but I, I don't think one tops the list better than the freedom that I see. I have 11 grandchildren, so wow. I see it with my own. Yeah, I see it with my own grandchildren, and I see it with the children that come in. And usually every festival has um, a children's party, like we just came out of the Festival of Ashum. But in this uh, occasion, we um, every the well we'll start with the national ancestors and then we'll go to the royal ancestors, which are the families of the royal family there in Oyotunji, and then we'll go on to the chiefs, and then we go on to uh, the heads of compounds. And every time a clan or a lineage of people are celebrated, their descendants serve their favorite foods and their favorite drinks. So the kids just have like total smorgasbord total buffet for two weeks and then we go to the beach at the end of it so see again and I think uh, in our plans we were saying that we would go this Monday because of work schedules rather than wait uh, till that second Monday afterwards and uh, so it really is a good time and uh, $10 is the gate is the gate fee so I mean again the most bang for your buck (laughs) that you would get yeah that you would get anywhere anywhere and the same thing is true for Camp Reggae Um, you know I'm amazed that they are still $65 at the gate for four days and if you look on that flyer on Facebook and just look at the long list of bands that play from Thursday until Sunday plus the Natty Lovejoys I'm like wow That is super phenomenal I mean at a day when now I don't know ticket prices I don't even think you can get a concert ticket For barely Um, You know I think the $60 Tickets are probably up in the nosebleed Section You know when my children children Were little it was unheard of You know maybe $25 Was an expensive concert ticket But not these days of course everything Has gone up and, and, And is just higher and higher So you know what I'm thinking there, Mr. Ken? I'm wondering, 
because I don't think I had a signal on my phone, but they have a house phone. They have a land phone. I'm like, maybe it's actually the mountains up there why they might not be able to call in. But now that I think about it, I know they have a land phone. So unless they're still on the road from wherever they were playing music um, last night. But we'll be patient, and hopefully they will chime in or some. We have a lot of people out there that um, we wanted to have conversations with this evening, some of which were are in um, Buffalo, New York. What's their number? Um, uh, what is uh, the Natty Love? I have a 716-602 number. Yeah, that's a Buffalo number. I'd love to I'd love to welcome whoever that is. I was just going in that The person won't respond. Oh, okay. Well, that's a listener then, and we'll respect them. You know, not every person that dials in wants to listen, but that is a Buffalo person. And as I was saying to you, Catherine, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Pan-African Grassroots Assembly that will be happening the 4th of July weekend. We really have uh, some phenomenal stuff going on in Oyotunji. I mean, we normally do because there's 14 festivals there a year. <laughs> but uh, in, a, in a few weeks, after the, as soon as we come out of this ancestral festival, which ends uh, the first week of June, we're going to be, like, facing uh, the Oni of Ile Ife. And you may not be aware, but just like the Catholics have a pope, the Oni is the head of all Yoruba on the planet. He is the sovereign. We call him his imperial majesty. And he actually is coming to America for number one, much better than the Eddie Murphy show. Uh, or, 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 yeah, much better than that. And then, in addition to Washington and Philadelphia and some of the cities he's traveling through, he is coming to the African village uh, to meet our our Abba, our king there, uh, because when our Abba was coronated over in Africa uh, back in 2005, the elder or the, the his predecessor was on the throne, and he went through the roof and went and joined the uh, ancestors. And so now, just like when, you know, one pope uh, goes to heaven, they, they vote and get another pope. And so uh, same thing here with the Oni. So this is a young man. Our, our first Oni there, or, or the, Oni, the last Oni, was elder, you know, um, in his 70s, 80s. And so this young man in his 40s, kind of right around the age of our Abba, we are all very excited to, to be present for that historic event. And uh, I said that the other day on Facebook, much like the Catholics flocked to their folks. Um, Yorubas, and so we said, well, who are the Yorubas? Let's let's stop there and educate for a minute, because I don't think that a lot of African Americans have really equated that. I mean, I think now that we are a bit beyond the daishiki, and we're seeing all these beautiful African um, outfits coming out for the prom season and so forth, I think we're getting there. But just let me clarify that, um, because I didn't know. When I was a young child and, and people talked about slavery and, oh, you know, they went over to Africa to get all the Africans, well, that's literally what I thought. It could have been Zulus or Fulanis or Houses or Akan, you know, who knew? that three-quarters of the African slave trade came from this 
particular tribe of the Yoruba people of southwest Nigeria. And that, in fact, is why the founder of Oyutunji uh, developed and built a, a village that was a replica of our lifestyle in Africa because they say, you know, not every African American will get to fly on a plane and go back to Africa to see you know, the homes of their great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents, and so we'll build one here so that they can actually see the architecture and see the flavor and the colors and the lifestyles, how that's set up. And truly, when you come to Oyotunji, and we've done many tours over the years, I've been uh, uh, associated with the village since I was 12 and I'm 61, and so we've done many tours, and we are always very, very quick to point out to our visitors that the architecture, the actual compound living, that everything has a courtyard, including the palace, um, and, and, and where the ancestors have their own section of the compound because the agreements are between the living, the dead, and those waiting to be born. And, again, we'll talk a little bit more about that when uh, Chief Alaba joins us a little bit later. But, yes, the Pan-African Grassroots Assembly comes after the Oni's visit. And in case I didn't give the dates, I want to. June 17th and 18th is Imperial Majesty. The Oni of Ile Ife will be our very, very, very honored guest in uh, the town, the little African town in North America. And on the 4th of July weekend, we have the Pan-African Grassroots Assembly, which ideally... I think this is our fifth year doing the PAGA. Um, we thought, kind of like my four tribes with peace, we thought, well, what if we could just bring African Americans who wanted to learn more about gardening or composting or or how to build something for themselves or how to sew clothing. And so we got down to the, the real basics after, of course, Katrina, and we see where our climate and our weather changes are going in the world, and anything can happen on the flip of a dime, and so it's really good. We say, well, what do you need to know to survive? If you had to survive with no power for two weeks, as some people have had to survive, could you? And so during the PAGA 4th of July weekend, we go over some of those cultural skills, earth skills, primitive skills, survival skills, and amazingly enough, it's also the anniversary of the coronation of the king, and it is also the annual festival of Ifa, uh, which is our destiny. And so we have an opportunity to be right at the education of, like, what did you tell God you were going to do before you entered your mother's womb? To come back into that knowledge, to come back into that understanding that from our ancient culture, we can actually determine what it is that we said we were going to do in the earth this time uh, as as that young Christian man. You can live a purpose-driven life. You can have purpose to your life and not just wake up and kick it however is kicked to you each day. And so all those things go on on the 4th of July weekend, of course, with uh, fireworks, sky lanterns, if we're lucky, and uh, and so forth and so on. So um, I'm so glad you called, and I want you to be sure to check out Oyutunji, just in case you don't get to some of the events that I mentioned in the upcoming weeks. You can always go to oyutunji.org, O-Y-O, T-U-N-J-I dot org 
and go to the calendar page, and um, it will outline for you um, many of the activities that go on. Or, but on any day, people say, well, can I come anytime? And, and every single day, seven days a week, from about 10 in the morning till dark, we give tours there. And, again, as we say, we are always amazed that people come from Japan, Germany, all over the planet that have heard of Oyotunji, and yet the people who live right here in this country, and like you right there in South Carolina in the same state that haven't yet uh, had a chance to visit. And so we really encourage you to do that. And when you come, bring some children, because as I said, there is just nothing better than the wonder in their eyes to see something that, you know, they they blink almost like, is this television? <laughs> you know, they almost, they almost can't believe it. And, um, you know, sure enough, in, in the summertime, the heat and the mosquitoes will let you know how real it is. But um, it's an enjoyable time. Groups can come at a discount. Our um, line of tourism there is uh, 843-846-8900 if you want to call in advance or if you're thinking about getting a consultation or reading while you're there with a priest. I mean, there's a number of ways to go when you come to visit the African village. So I've been rattling on, and I haven't left any place in case you had some questions. Were there some questions that you wanted to ask? Now, I was going to ask, um, do y'all give reading on this show or you don't give reading on this on this broadcast? Well, you know, we haven't yet so far. <laughs> okay. And as I am learning every day, my grandmother used to say, never say never. <laughs> but we haven't so far. I'm sorry, Mr. Gannon? There's a first time for everything. It is the first time for everything. There really is. There really is. And, and and what I think I would rather do, because the show is a showcase, you know, it's a showcase for a lot of gifts, the least of which would be mine. Um, but, you know, of course, then um, you can write to me at kindredofsangoma at gmail.com so that your personal business is not put out there on an archive or in a public way for those like 716 that chooses to listen this evening, um, you know, where I, I just wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I don't know how you would feel being on the radio because it's not that kind of um, – like the psychic line, like I've worked the psychic line, and that's confidential and that's personal to you and, you know, in 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 honor, <laughs> I will say that, of your people in heaven and your ancestors, I would think that they would want to keep it that way because you haven't yet heard what's up with you. So, you know, before you share all of that with, like, publicly, you might want to hear that privately on your own. But just in an education for ourselves, and there are – several priests that are going to come on later in the show that can talk about divination and talk about it. I think it's a really good thing to talk about on the show because that word, readings, um, wow, that goes a long way in America now. You can move all the way from, you know, people with the palm sign out on, <laughs> on the side of the road to psychic lines to people who pull tarot decks, um, there are many levels of priests in our culture, and so um, my my particular gift is much more of an ancestral reading to see not only um, how you're doing, but how 
the family debt is doing and whether or not there are any lingering glitches or curses or things that have fallen in your way that present obstacles to your life that some of which you may have caused, but some of which may have come down the line from from your ancestors and, and fallen upon you unbeknownst to you. So those kinds of conversations which we are um, blessed to have the ability to have through OB divination um, is is primarily what we offer. We also do tarot readings. But uh, then there are the next level of priests, which I still am uh, aspiring to. And uh, Babalawo asked me just yesterday, when was I coming to do Enifa? He was speaking from a grove there in Africa. And I said, well, Baba, maybe by the end of the year we're really trying to get there. So at that level, a reading is done on a mat, uh, that you sit there and an apuele, which is uh, eight cola nuts, uh, or the shells of those cola nuts uh, attached to uh, <clears throat> a metal chain. And and that is a very powerful reading of your destiny, not only from your ancestors speaking, but also from the celestial bodies or the Orisha speaking. So, so you really have that um, as above, so below kind of full forecast of what's going on in your life um, here on the earth realm and also um, – uh, America would say astrologically, you know, just kind of where you are in your cycle. But I will do this for you. I will say that because it's easy enough, and I think numerology is a great gift that people should um, should know about, like they know about the zodiacs in the newspaper. What's your birthday, beloved? Uh, it's eight twenty two sixty three. Eight twenty-two, nineteen sixty-three, and so this is a gift called numerology, or not really a gift of science, actually, um, that I do share in my classes many times when I'm teaching out there in the woods, and I hope you'll do it because after I do it for you, um, you know your ability to look at it in the lives of other people that you're in relationship with is going to give you like a real upper hand for some stuff. What happens is you're going to add your month, day, and year all together, all the way across until you get down to one particular number. And I think you said to me, August 22nd, 1963. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and, and what I do when I teach this is I try to get people to see it in their mind's eye. I'm actually using um, <laughs> pen and paper so that we can go right through it. But in your mind's eye, look at your birthday and watch me add these numbers across so that you actually develop the skill of numerology to do it. Eight plus two is 10, and two more is 12, and one more is 13. And nine is 22, and six is 28, and three is 31, and three and one are four. Okay, and I'll tell you what that means in a little bit, but we're going to look at where you are in that cycle right now by adding 822 to 2016. So you have eight and two is 10, and 10 and two is 12, 14, 15, and six is 21. Okay, so you are a four destiny number born uh, born to that vibration 
and you are currently, or not quite, you're finishing up a two-year because you haven't hit your birthday for this year yet, but as you come to your birthday for this year, you'll um, you'll hit that three vibration. So what does that mean? Well, I love it. Um, the long and the short of it is, is just like you know the difference between how a rose smells and I have some beautiful gardenias right here <laughs> next to me that are just so heavenly. Gardenia is one of my favorite scents. We know, we, we have been taught, life has taught us um, how to experience different smells, different sounds, how to recognize the difference between a doorbell or a phone ringing, how to recognize the difference between a rose or a gardenia. Well, but in our public school system, because we have lost public or private, actually, we have lost the mystery schools. We have lost the schools that the great priests went to back in ancient Africa or ancient Egypt, back where these things were taught. Then we no longer know the vibrational meanings of the numbers. And so uh, I'm going to give that to you now so that you could understand what being born on a four vibration has to do with what you told God before you entered your mother's womb. And then we'll talk about what it means to be headed into a three-year, kind of coming out of this two-year, finishing up a two-year, and about to enter into a three-year come this August. So ones, and it's so interesting to me, I laugh every time because, you know, when I first began teaching uh, or sharing numerology, you know, Donald Trump was just Donald Trump. He was just a man who had real estate, (laughs) and so now he's running for president. But it's still true, and I I use him as, as that experience of when somebody says you're a born leader and or a loner, that's what a one vibration is. If you say Donald Trump, that's just the truth. I think we've all now maybe learned Marlena or Marvella is his his wife's name simply because he is running for president. But before that, we didn't really know his wife's name, you know, because that's a one. A one is a person that um, that sits out front, and and you almost could see that again if I said Malcolm X or if I said Dr. King. Even though for us we kind of know Betty and Coretta, um, we a born leader, a born leader, one who that's what he told us. I said I'm going in, and I have to, you know, I have to lead some people to do this. Or I'm going to lead. Not a born leader. Are you a born leader? You're a, you are one vibration as well? Wonderful. And so it comes down said, to that. No, yeah, I said but, Donald you know, Trump is not a born leader. You don't think he's a born leader? No. No. He's a con artist and he's a failure at business. I've been following Donald Trump since the 80s and he's a joke okay. in New York. Okay, and here's what I'm going to say because I'm not voting for him for president either. Here's what I'm going to say to you in terms of this equation of numerology. Guess what? He is the presumptive nominee. Why? How do you get to be the Republican presumptive nominee in this country? Like thousands of people have to vote for you. It was millions. It was millions. Millions. Okay. And how do you get a chain of Trump Towers and that many hotels? You have people that work for you. 
You see what I'm saying? And so, no, none of us have to like him. None of us have to think that he is smart or presidential or presidentially qualified. That is not that is not pertinent to this conversation at all. You see what I'm saying? And so if you would let me finish, this is what I'm saying to you. Yes, we put him up there because we see him out front ahead of people. But hear me again, a born leader or a loner. And so Ernest Hemingway or Tennessee Williams or James Baldwin or numbers of authors that hid themselves away they didn't jump out front. They were loners. They were hermits. But you know what? Their work is still here today, <laughs> and it will still be here 80 or 100 years from now. Yeah. And so, again, that that vibration of one stands alone, stands alone, whether it's one apple, one orange, one tree, one Donald Trump. It doesn't matter. I'm explaining the vibration and definitely not a personality because you know what? I don't have any extra breath to give Donald Trump, okay? So <laughs> I just, no, I really don't. I don't have any comment on his personality whatsoever, but we, 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 we can use him as an example because he's recognizable, point blank. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then that two vibration gets down to see the difference. You could say Barack Obama and you're immediately going to say Michelle. You're immediately going to There's not even going to be a hesitation. And right. that is, is because the vibration of a two is as powerful as the one. They just don't choose to be out front. They are the Eleanor Roosevelt or the behind-the-scenes or the partner or the support system or the silent backer. They got all the money, but they don't want to be out front. They'll push somebody else out front and put the money behind them. Mm. Okay, that's a two. And definitely, I don't think anyone would argue with us that Michelle is just as qualified as Barack to be president. She didn't want to. <laughs> okay. She didn't want to. She didn't say she couldn't do it. She said she didn't want to do it. She wanted to support her husband in doing it. And so that word support in there, there is your two vibration. One whose destiny comes to support the destiny of another. That's a two vibration. Now we get to the three. And the three then is the expression of uh, uh, communication expression itself. They say about threes, well, you know when to be out front or when to be behind the scenes. You know when to speak or when not to speak. A three is all about communication. And as in our culture, then a legba or, or, or the energy of Mercury, which just went direct, and even, even the vaguest people know about Mercury retrograde and when it goes direct and how we all just had a big sigh of relief today compared to the last three weeks that we've been in the retrograde. And so those who are born on that three, they come in, and their life lessons are usually about how people hear them and and having to overcome uh you know saying one thing or articulating what's what they really want to say because sometimes they will do it, and people will hear them completely wrong. I know it's happened to me, and I'm not a three, I'm a four like you. 
<laughs> but it's happened to me. And I just look at the person and go, now, that's not what I said. I, that's not even what I meant. And you be wondering, well, did my words get twisted or am I speaking another language? What happened? But that is the life lesson of a three, how you, are, how you communicate, how others communicate with you. Do you make a good first impression? Do you have a good lasting impression? All of those things are particular to the destiny of a three. Fours, well, here we are, you and I. And so the easiest way I explain a four is that, you know, you can't walk in no room that just has three corners. Every room has four corners because fours hold things up. They hold things up and they hold things together. Four, the vibration itself is where form comes into play. And form, uh, how things take structure. Um, So when you get into the larger scale of, of destinies with fours, more of that sociology How do we all get along? What is the social justice of it? What is the order of a thing? How is this going to stand up? This sounds good, but how is this idea going to stand up and take legs and feet and move out into the world? A four. A five, just the opposite of a four, they say is either a great adventurer or a restless person. (laughs) Um, what you know about a five is that they do not go to schools with uniforms. They do not grow up and do no job that they have to wear the same uniform every day. They don't like doing anything that you have to do over and over and over and over and over again. They don't. They are not conformist. They like different. They like variety. They like freedom. <laughs> that is that is what's most associated with that five And then therefore you can look right to the six And again, you know, in the Mayan cosmology I like it because each of these numbers pops out of the number before it And that's a really good way to remember um, Some of the meanings of, of the vibrations of the numerals themselves Six then are homebodies Six are people who can live in the same house for 50 to 60 years. They go to the same church. They bake the cookies. They belong to the PTA. A six is a home body. What is most important to them is family, home, heart. They are very, very centered um, people. And then the sevens, of course. Well, you look at sevens and you say, well, let's see now. Seven days of the week, seven chakras of the body, seven planets, seven holy sacraments. Gosh, every time we say that number seven, there seems to be some little spiritual vibe around that. And so we get it. Yeah, our our person's born on seven are usually people who find a very um, spiritual aspect to the destiny that they walk on the planet. Eight, if you turn that eight sideways and look at it, you're going to have the infinity symbol, which is forever. And, and so the vibration of eights is how we put something out into the world, and not only something, but usually the vision that we got in the seven year. Or there are some eights that don't come to execute their own ideas. They came to help execute the idea of another person. And I say that all the time, not being an eight, because, you know, I could uh, never. I if you think go, you have this guest coming on 4 2 3 7 6 one. Go kill it. Keep the person in. 
Well, wonderful. Welcome. Can we hear them? Can you speak with us? This is Sangoma. Welcome to Sister Queen's Rise and Shine. Not sure what it is. Where I I think they can hear me. I really do. But yeah, hello. Speak. Oh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. This is Sangoma. Who are we speaking with? Chachi and Mala, Nashilong Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, here you are. Here you are. Wonderful. One love. <laughs> we talked. <laughs> Did you hear any of the show? Or are you literally just, just coming into pocket? Because we gave a whole opening about the beauty of the mountain where you are and the uh, reggae fest coming up next week. So we're so delighted that you all made it in. Welcome, welcome. Thanks. Thanks, Sean Goma. That's nice of you. And while we were waiting for you all to arrive, whether or not we did readings. So I'm just going to say because you're here and we want to have as much time with you as we possibly can before um, our Chief Alamba joins us about the Ancestral Festival next weekend. Catherine, thank you so much. And I'm not putting you off the call because you definitely want to hear what Marla and Jati are getting ready to say, and you want to be on the call when the chief comes in as well. But do write me at kindredofsangoma at gmail.com, and we will go further, beloved, in, um, in looking into not only your destiny number, but, again, that three vibration, what it means for you to be headed toward that, uh, coming into a three-year as of August. So Marla and Jati, I went over to um, Facebook and I saw people trying to get their rides together. <laughs> like, no, I can't miss it. I need a ride. I need the good vibes. Tell us, first of all, how long has Camp Reggae been going on? I couldn't even remember. I thought, well, 10, 15 years ago I went. Yeah, well, it's going on uh, at least from 1999. There you have it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A long time, uh, of sixteen years. We're celebrating. Mm-hmm. This, uh, we're celebrating uh, Camp Reggae. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you really noticed? And know that I have given people a full description now. That you know, you have uh, amphitheater. It's all carved out. You have a wonderful group of volunteers and a cabin to rent out and a playground two-story building with showers and bathrooms, but you and I know it wasn't always like that. <laughs> and so what what have you seen really grow in the the festival that you do Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend? Is it just the size of the people that come to camp out, or what's, what's happened in all that time since 1999? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so many families of met their um, soulmates and have mm-hmm. uh, gotten married wanted to create oh, a small family. Those babies are running around here 10, 11 years old. You know, it's amazing to see this transformation, you know? And yes, it is. Community where yes, we reside come together on, on other levels, you know? So it's changed the region as well, right here where we are in the tri-state. Here at uh, Georgia, uh, Tennessee, yeah. in North Carolina, close to Murphy, yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Bridge and Ocoee Whitewater Center. 
Why? Well, we mentioned that the beautiful water and the trails that go through there, and you know that I, I don't know how that escaped me because anything that is that old, that is exactly what happens. Is that we don't try to play cupid, but somehow in these gatherings we become a family, and then suddenly our family returns, and then they have children, and then before you know it, like this past weekend for me, we're at high school graduations, little ones that we can remember when they first came to a festival and we're we're just new in the world and then they're big people so yes camp reggae has a family of course fabulous 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 so tell us a little bit about what you're excited about for this weekend coming up other than i mean i looked i couldn't even begin to count how many bands you're gonna have so i'm sure it's like about what 16 bands (laughs) good amount of bands this year um, you know, we love the bands that really give off, like, fantastic vibes and positive vibes to the people, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have The Reef, we have Schematics, Jet, um, Fat Penguin, Cosmic Shift, PMA, Jahimsa, mm-hmm. Star, and Janiceness. We have Bender. We have our wonderful DJ Aiko. She rocks the house. We have Alex Crowley, our MC. We have another group, uh, Natty Common, Natty's Common Roots. And, you know, we're sponsored by 90.3 Rock Radio Station in Knoxville, Tennessee, also, as well as you guys are sponsoring us now. And mm-hmm. we're very appreciative, of, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the push that we get year after year, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know... Yeah, I was just going to say, it didn't occur to me until you started really running down that list, and and I've been there and experienced it that I've seen reggae bands in clubs, and then there's reggae at Camp Reggae. And it's such a different experience. Yeah, it's such a different experience that I imagine many of the followers of those particular groups that you've named were like, yeah, man, you just got to do it. This is not like at the club. You you get to hang out and tend, and they're going to have great food, and you know, so it's like a whole different vibe, and I bet that has given it a big push because each of those bands that you mentioned are, have a following. Yes, they do. And, yeah. um, you know, also Camp Reggae, you know, was made, you know, for, you know, when I came up with the idea of Camp Reggae, it was for the unknown artists, like a mm-hmm. stage for them. You know? And Camp Reggae is a place where they can come and, you know, they can, um, you know, meet, meet, organize and meet each other and, you know, uh, go out and do shows with, with other, some bands are happening, you know, some bands right. come to camp and it could be their first time performing, you know, and, right. you know, there's other bands that they, they're playing everywhere and then they take these bands with them on the road sometimes and, you know, takes them, takes them on the road, and you know they become big success from Camp Reggae. You know, a lot of bands have become very successful from Camp Reggae, being their first stage. You know, or you know, you have bands that just start playing reggae music, and it's they they, they come here, and then there's their their audience is here, their family is right. here, they feel, you know, solid. You know. Uh, right. we, we create the stage for the for the artists to perform on, you know, and that 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 good vibe, you know. 
Absolutely. You know, that is just a wonderful idea. I'm sure it happens all the time and, you know, in other circuits. But as you said, to be able to come in, you know, and know that you're going to be loved and accepted, even if you are a first timer or a new timer, you haven't been doing a lot of circuits. And just as you said, before they leave, they probably would be the opening act because other people who are more seasoned would say, yeah, let's get them to open for us, you know? So it just is a wonderful networking in the reggae community, uh, you know, is what it sounds like. And over the years that you've been doing it and twice a year, I'm sure, I'm sure that that kind of stuff has kicked in. Earlier in the show, I did say that, and I didn't do a spoiler. I said, well, we have a common, we talked about um, a friend you know that that we have enjoyed for many many years. We talked about you all coming to um, to Oyotunji to do concerts with us and for us. But I wouldn't tell the story of of really your your first vision that Camp Reggae should come to that mountain because you just tell it so well. And so I want you to share it with our audience, please, Mama Mara. <laughs> <laughs> Camp Reggae, the vision. Yeah, you know it. it it came about, you know, and, um, you know, a lot of things were foretold and, you know, but that vision came to me up here in the mountains just for just for healing, you know, the healing I got from here uh, mm-hmm. in Tennessee, Tuttletown, Tennessee, the healing I got from here, you know, to build a fire, to camp out, look at the sunrise and the sunset, the healing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was something that, yeah, I, I wanted to um, share you know, and give to people, you know, Camp Reggae came up that way, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, it's just been a wonderful, a wonderful blessing to see it come to to light, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. the soccer games, reggae, the people, the, the vibes, the, 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 the beautiful mountains, we got beautiful lake down, you know, lakes and the wonderful spring water streams that we have here, you know, it's just a place to get away for a little bit and take take some time out, mm-hmm. uh, enjoy yourself, you know, Absolutely. and uh, take the joyride of Camp Reggae. It's a wonderful place, and and, and the people make the vibe, you know, and it's always been wonderful. We're blessed every time that Camp Reggae comes around. No it's doubt, always no so, doubt. So yeah, because of the positive vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you see people smile on someone's face, you know you're like, yeah, you know, these people are happy, you know. Exactly. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I was. We were saying about that. Uh, I was say sharing with Catherine, who is who lives in Greenwood, South Carolina, but has not ha- as of yet ever been to Oyotunji. And so we were talking about a lot of things and the only coming to Oyotunji and the PAGA, lots of stuff going on. Of course, we always have 14 festivals a year. But I said to her, I said, you know, right up topping the charts on the great things that come out of that village is exactly what you're talking about now is is the look of wonder on little kids' faces that like, wow, really? <laughs> I don't have to look either way for cars. I can take my shoes off. Just a sense of freedom in nature that happens and, 
in my mind's eye, I wish I could have a picture of that for for every young child that feels trapped in the inner cities or even not, not even young children. I'm sure uh, uh, it happens for teens and adults as well. And um, and that's what you're saying, you know, having been to, to Camp Reggae and, again, having read some of the uh, people who are still looking for rides and, and just know that they desperately have to get there because that is the type of life-changing event that it is for them to be able to step out of that matrix for just four days and totally be at one with nature and the music and, like you said, the good vibes. I, I, to me, yeah. I, I tried to say, you know, that it's unbelievable it's only a $65 ticket, but it is unbelievable because it's an amazing experience for that. Right, true. Yeah. And it's three old days out in the, um, in the forest. <laughs> it be that in nature. Absolutely. You know, you can go down to the lake at the bottom if the music is too much or, you know, and and then it's leisure. You know, at first I said to them when I first came there, I didn't understand the full festival. And I was like, well, what are we going to do in the day? And you were like, we're chilling. (laughs) You can go get some food or you can go over to the market, you know. And how about that? How about we come from the cities thinking we have to do something every minute? And it takes us a minute to just drop that and go, no, I don't have to do anything, actually. I could sleep until 11, and then I could eat something, and then I could go talk to some friends. So it really sets people there at ease is is, is what I'm going to say. And we spoke a little bit about, of course, being above the Oconee waters and the Harriet Tubman trails, the Trail of Tears, and just that, you know, people, I'm sure, equate a lot of the good vibes to the music. But historically, Sassafras Ridge is like a really holy, beautiful um, place in the mountains that is so yeah. worth, so worth the journey. Yeah. It yes. Is. Yeah. 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 We're looking forward to seeing everyone, you know, get their tickets at org. And come on out. You can get your tickets at the also, but at the same time, you know, bring your family, your your friends, children. We have a children's playground. We have yes. games for the children. You know, children come first. You know, um, they definitely have a great time. You know, scavenger hunts at Camp Reggae. Just a lot of fun. And exactly. uh, Exactly, and the same thing, it's it's tucked away, you know what I mean? And so people who say, oh, I can never go out, I wouldn't have a good time at all. Of course you would, because the children, it's a whole big meadow up there with, you know, children are just safe, and they're right there, and it it does become very tribal where, you know, this one and that one is helping watch out, and, you know, and so, of course, you could enjoy yourself, which is very unlike if you take your children anywhere in the city, because then you are a nervy. <laughs> you have to look out for them. But in the in the country and in the natural settings, um, not so much. And so we always love parents who, you know, kind of keep an eye and have responsibility for their children. But we do say that um, sometimes that deters people from, from going on uh, a festival like this. But you shouldn't be because um, camp out experiences uh, of this nature, oh, the hula hoops and the shadow dancing, we could go on and on about the wonderful things that go on in Camp Reggae that are just delightful for children of all ages, shall we say, and definitely for the music lovers, and definitely for those lovers of Caribbean food 
there are just so many things to enjoy at Camp Reggae. Anything else that you want to tell us? I'm glad you got in that address where to get the tickets, and we probably need to say that again for people. Um, yeah. But, well, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Yes, Camp Reggae, org. You can get your tickets there. Come and experience something you haven't ever experienced before. Um, you know, it's just like going to Jamaica and, um, you know, the good vibes. And we have Bar Mali coming from Knoxville. They're going to be doing the, the, the Caribbean food. And mm-hmm. we have um, Tiki Bar. They're going to be doing the Jamaican uh, hot rum Tiki Bar. And Ooh. it's going to be exciting. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> It's going to be a wonderful I, I, time. I so wanted to get there. I did. I wanted to get there bad, and I was going to, like, try to piece it in. I know, I know. I had three people to join the ancestors in the last 24 hours. So, yeah, so it's like it's like a toss-up. What I do know is next Saturday my grand-auntie, my grandfather's last living sister, her funeral will be next Saturday. And that was the point at which it got clinched. And I was like, I'm not going to make camp. <laughs> but um, there's another one in the fall. We're going to say that again. Um, we hope that you get out to the Memorial Day weekend because this this is like, you know, there, we did this show where we had uh, Marla and Jati on and then in a bit um, the Chief Alagba uh, is going to call in because these are very unique and unusual ways to experience uh, the Memorial Day weekend way over and above um, that usual barbecue that you might have in the backyard. And um, as Marla just said, it, it, it's it's definitely something that if you've never been up into the mountains of Tennessee for number one, um, this is all the reason to go. Um, the the people there are so iry. <laughs> you're going to have a good time because everyone there is iry, and you're going to have amazing food and drinks. And on top of it, you are going to have four evenings of just outstanding music and and, and entertainment and. Um, I'm so thankful for, to the both of you and to the destinies that you spoke, obviously, before coming into this lifetime to even give the world a camp reggae, really. Um, I, I can't even imagine yet that other places haven't caught on and said, wow, what happens if you put people in tents and really good reggae music together? You know what I mean? You would think that you would hear more people doing it maybe on the West Coast or in other places in the world. I'm sure, you know, it's come right out of Jamaica. So it's not new for them. But here in the United States, you would probably never experience anything like it. And um, if you cannot get there for Memorial Day weekend, you already have plans. Fear not. There is another one coming at Labor Day. And you know what else before you all get away? I want to, because I was trying to remember, I know you have other um, events there as well. New Year's Eve, uh, I think Halloween you have one now. It's like five or six events that you actually do a year. True. Uh, events per year? Mm. Yes. Four, about four or so. We just uh, added the Meraki. Uh, so. um, some other people, uh, you know, love the land and used to come to Camp Reggae and has uh, created their own expression in life and they did the Meraki Fest, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. The, the Meraki gathered, actually, and it was mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, and then, you know, we do our other events in, in between it all, you know, the Halloween, New Year's Eve, you know, when it falls at the right time, 
you mm-hmm. know. We, we, mm-hmm. But major, awesome. uh, Camp Reggae is majorly um, Memorial Day weekend and uh, Labor Day. And this year mm-hmm. it's May 27th to the 29th. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to meeting all the wonderful people coming out to Camp Reggae to have a great time and experience, you know, and have, uh, have some great memories made. Yes, absolutely. And I want you to tell us about your music because you know what? I, I, when I left away from you all there and I was just so enthused and I was like, oh, i got to hear the, um, you know, my favorite song with the um, so mine? um, the um, mommy, mommy, home that's worked into the yeah. words, universal love, yes. And so that is my all-time favorite Natty Lovejoy song, <laughs> although I have some top second ones and my CD yeah. was like skipping in the car and I was so upset. So I want you to say a bit about, I'm sure you have many CDs since that one. I got kind of stuck on that first one, but where are you in the um, CD world? And I did say to people already, if they weren't familiar with your music, to go to YouTube, check you out, check out the um, Facebook page so that they could get a little more familiar with the Natty Love Joys and the wonderful, right. wonderful, wonderful music you bring. Thank you. Also, River of Nation as well, slash Natty Love Joys. Um, yeah. Got information there. Some stuff mm-hmm. is on camp uh, camp.org about the method of joys as well. Got a video there and a few videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we don't know. Check us out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And so, do you okay. time your next CD coming out by uh, the Camp Reggae events or or not so much? Because I know uh, music is an inspiration. When it comes, it comes. So, uh, is there a new CD drop in this summer, or what are you looking forward to musically? Last uh, Camp Reggae Memorial Day weekend, we came out with a single called mm-hmm. uh, "I Love the Country." which is on mm-hmm. um, CD Baby and iTunes and the rest of places. Music available online. It's called I Love the Country. It's a part of a CD that we are working on right now. Okay. And um, that will be ready, hopefully, by um, Labor Day weekend, Camp Reggae. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Plus, Excellent. Plus, we're working on the compilation of uh, the Camp Reggae video and the CDs. Over the years. Over the years. So we have the compilation like volume one, volume two, and et cetera, you know. So yeah, yeah, we have some projects. We've got some projects coming up and footage. It's very exciting right now. Mm -hmm. Exciting time for camp. Mm-hmm. That's a hot property right there. You already know because you've grown a family since 1999. Who that's come to Camp Reggae and a bunch of people that have and wouldn't say, "Yep, I want, I want a copy of that." <laughs> you know, I'd love to look back on some of the Camp Reggae's. Yes, indeed, that was an awesome right. idea. Mm-hmm. It's almost like having a memory book, you know. Um, my husband and I are like 26 years, 27 years, and so, you know, every five years you put in the wedding video and you can go back to that day. So, yeah, to have a compilation video and music of the of all the camp reggae's or, you know, some of the camp reggae's, 
That's like that's great right there. Yeah. That is a hot property. We're certainly glad that um, this particular show, Sister Queen's Rise and Shine, can be accessed. We'll say that as well. Um, all throughout the week, coming up to Camp Reggae next weekend, um, through our website, kindredofsangoma.org, also through Queen Mother for Real Blog Talk Radio, um, either of those places, um, you know, you can let people know that uh, if you want to know more about it or, you know, hear what's coming up for this uh, this weekend, some of the things that uh, some of the bands that are playing, so forth and so on, that have been mentioned, um, you can do that through hearing the program again uh, just by going to either one of those sites, uh, Queen Mother For Real, Blog Talk Radio, or kindredofsangoma.org. And once more, Marla, tell us again how people can get tickets for next weekend. Oh, you can go to campreggae.org, mm-hmm. and you can get your mm-hmm. tickets and um, your directions and any other information. You can contact You can contact us uh, by going to campreggae.org, or um, you can go to um, nattylove at gmail.com and Email us if you have any questions, you know, and we're accepting vendors still. You know, there's still time for vendors, for merchandise, if you mm-hmm. want to come out and vend at camp. We're going to be doing a big fish fry on Saturday at Camp Reggae. You know, there's, there's, there's uh, so much wonderful uh, things to look forward to, and especially the good vibes and the bands. Soccer, we have soccer games, you know, we love mm-hmm. soccer. You know, looking over the mountains, on top of the mountains. It's a pristine land. It's very gentle. Bring your camp, camping gears. It's a camp-out situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And bring, we did bring mention, your, we your told them about all of the layers, the layers yeah. and levels of it. And now you have that lookout mountain for those that kind of want to have that aerial or, I guess, drone effect where you can just kind of look down on the whole thing. That's awesome, and it has its own way to go up. Yeah. And we will say you definitely want to pay attention on the directions. Um, They're not hard at all. They're very easy to follow, but you really are going to go right up into this mountain as as you go in where, again, as we said, it's it's just been carved out for for tents and and has a, a beautiful Amphitheater, which is actually the front yard of um, the Natty Love Joy's home and compound there. And um, again, I don't know if y'all have rented out the cabin, but the last I stayed there, beautiful cabin. I was so comfortable. Um, you know, if you wanted to bring an elder or were caring for an older person that might not be comfortable in the um, in the uh, camping situation, that they now have a, a cabin for rent as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, did we leave anything out? I may have skipped over a number of parts that you all wanted to cover, but um, I have enjoyed. No, you have done a great job. That was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Happy to be on this wonderful show. Well, I'm so glad that um, that you got in and uh, were able to come through. Of course, at least the first three people that called, we thought it was the Natty Lovejoys. We kept welcoming, <laughs> welcoming you in. And so we're still working out of it. We want to give honor while you are here to the Queen Mother who has now joined the ancestors. That was most recent, um, maybe about a month ago, maybe about two months ago now. 
And um, and so because of Darlene Dawson, Yvara Tarun, the show exists or was offered to me this opportunity to be able to uh, come in, yes, to come into people's homes and cars and lives on Sunday evening from seven to nine, and to have absolutely awesome, awesome, talented persons such as yourself as my guest. So um, I'm really excited about it, and uh, soon come, I guess. You know, it's like we just came out of six funerals and here we are in another three and so you know God is moving but I will be back sooner rather than later and uh, we watch you all yeah we watch y'all moving from from gig to gig and I, I always be saying wow we are just busy a busy a busy crew and we're thankful Marla that your health and strength continues because we know the back was giving you and you know when you had that little bit of sciatica I was in a place where it must have been about four or five people all had issues with that same thing that weekend I was like wow what is that <laughs> you know that like everybody was having really, really that that kind of an issue. And, of course, you know, energetically it always says that we're not feeling supported and there's just so much going on around us in this election year. So be sure to get that rest and not be on your feet so long in the day. Take a little rest breaks yep. and get off the feet. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. 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 Hey, yes. Take care of ourselves. Yes, all of us. Yeah, all of us. Today, after all of that news hit me, I was on a mission in here, and I stopped because I knew that my body was taking in a lot of grief. You know, the first call came at 530 this morning. I was like, "Mm mm-mm, just stop. Whatever you thought you was going to get done today, you're going to have to slow down now. And we did, And, and, and that's wisdom. That's as we get older, we understand that we don't expect everything from our body. Not you just can't. You have to slow down and rest. And you guys move so much, so much. You give such great performances, your heart and soul. Again, we say the Natty Love Joys, we have been blessed, blessed, blessed beyond words to not only uh, hear and experience their love. I'm going to say it like that because, you know, good music is good music. But when you have good music that comes from such a place of love, that is why they are called the Natty Love Joys um, in Camp Reggae. And then also in Oyotunji when you came, every single time the people always experience love. And we are just so blessed to have you on and to uh, support Camp Reggae coming next weekend for for anyone near in and about the Tennessee mountains. Yes, and we said Welcome. again earlier. I said Cosby, Tennessee, but Jati said near Murphy. Yeah. We were trying to get you a location nearest to Murphy or Cosby Carolina. or North yeah. North Carolina, uh, yeah. North Carolina, and uh, the Okori Whitewater Center. You know, the Okori River is right there. Right. Yes. Yeah, because summertime, a lot of people go up there. And didn't you yes. tell oh, me yeah. they were doing, yeah, the zip lock, the zip ride now that people do there. There's so they much do. to do. We're not going to spoil it for you. If you go, you have a number of things to do uh, to enjoy yourself. I know when we went, I just love all the market people, as uh, Marla was just saying. They have wonderful craft vendors that come, and then um, just so many choices. You can go down to the water and be quiet, actually. You know, they're on the stream, or you can be a part of all of the movement of it. But every night it's going to be exciting as the bands take the stage. So I won't keep you all. I thank you 
so much for coming on. I think we're moving into that period, yep, where uh, the Chief uh, Alagba will be calling to give us a little bit about the Ancestral Festival next weekend. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, I don't know, y'all stay busy, too. You know, we have the Oni of Ile Ife, Nigeria, coming uh, about 10 days after the Ancestral Festival uh, closes. So that is, like, amazing, you know. And every, every time I'm saying that, I'm just like, wow, in our lifetime, you know, like the Catholics have a pope. Our pope is coming to, to Oyotunji, and actually not just Oyotunji. I mean, he's coming to America and has several stops, Washington and Philadelphia and several stops in America, but Oyotunji is among those stops. So we consider ourselves extremely blessed um, to have that coming up in the month of June as well. Yes. So maybe if you are available, you'll get down to Tunji, and if not, know that I am soon come back up to the mountains in Tennessee just as soon as I can work out the schedule again to come and have some of Mama Marla's good cooking. I've been talking about that cooking since I left there. <laughs> I have, I have. I'm, I, I promise you, the curry cabbage, I should have got the recipe. I was like, you know, you haven't lived until you've had Mama Marla's curry cabbage. But well, I'm sure the place that's coming out of Knoxville is going to do a good job, too. Oh, yeah, they got the recipe. Yeah, well, there, there you go. See, there you go. That's what you like now. The good Absolutely. food, the good Jamaican The curry Absolutely. chicken, jerk chicken. Originally, and um, you know the curry cabbage, which is phenomenal. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had I've had people that don't eat cabbage in general, and then mm-hmm. they eat cabbage. A, a lady called and said, "My son came to Camp Reggae, and he said he ate cabbage, and he never ate my cabbage. All the cabbage I made him all his life, he would never eat it." But you know, that's he Camp didn't Reggae have Mama Marla, you see what I'm saying? And I bet she wanted the recipe. She wanted to know what you did because it is just mouth watering good. Seriously, I went exactly. to Jamaica. I didn't have any in Jamaica like that. It was like so good, <laughs> so good. I'll be, I'll be trying to figure out how to get from Fernandina Beach all the way back up there to y'all on Sunday before it's over, just so I can have the cabbage. But I know next time I come, we're gonna have some again anyway. So there's that. There's that. Well, join yes. us again. And I want to say, uh, do you have a date? I'm no pressure, but I'm really excited about that DVD and audio <laughs> compilation. I think, like, that is the best thing since sliced bread. That is awesome because, for one thing, for people who haven't been to Camp Reggae, like for me, you know, where I go and teach all these different places in the woods, just to have that available in my market to say, listen, you want to check this out. You know what I mean? That is such a winner idea. That is Really, so I was gonna ask, do you have a release date or somewhere you're shooting for? Maybe like around the fall gathering as well. That that'll be ready. Yeah, around the fall gathering, we'll have yeah. it here at Camp Reggae. It'll be released here, and then most oh. probably be in some of the stores, you know, mm-hmm. um, throughout the U.S. Actually, we're trying to get it out there. Um, yeah. Camp Reggae is an experience, and it's been many years of growth, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, we we did film a lot of Camp Reggae. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, and you know, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful time. And uh, 
by uh, Labor Day, we'll have um, the first uh, footage of that, and hopefully our album will be completed. Natty Lovejoy's, you know. It's, um, wow. I'm just saying, I don't know that y'all been watching the four tribes for peace, but it's like off the charts with a bullet, right? Almost 300 people already interested in it, you know? So if you have all of Definitely. that ready. Yeah, we're looking forward. We're looking forward yeah. to performing at four yes. That's going to be phenomenal, something that people have never experienced because there's so much different experience and cultural cultural vibes at the four tribes. That's going to yeah. where the four tribes come together. That's Excellent. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to have your market like that is to say, you know, and that's what I'm encouraging everyone, you know, because we have a big coin due. I got that phrase from uh, the Jazz and Heritage Trust over there in New Orleans, a place of exchange, a place where all of our gifts come into and we can, like, leave away with it. So not only do we, like, rock it out while y'all are on stage, but boy, you have those uh, CDs and DVDs ready. You know, and me too, for that matter. I've been kind of like itching. Yeah, I'm kind of itching to get my uh, book finished. And and another friend of mine, Daniel Ford, that's coming there to do ancestral medicine, he has a book that's going to be published. And, uh, you know, everybody would love to have their gifts available. So we'll all wish wish each other good luck with that. That we'll all have our projects, yes, finished in time. And, uh, yes, and then people will have good stuff to take into the winter when we're all shut up into the house. We will at least be enjoying each other's music and books and gifts, and that will be wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I don't know. We had said to... um, uh, to the chief to come on in at A15 and Ms. Brother Ken over there on my uh, board, switchboard, I know you would have told me if there were another caller that had come in. And I want to know what is the name of that song not, that's still playing call. in my head. No, they here. didn't know when to I just wanted to check with you and make sure about that because I know you're very good to let me know when they come. What was the song that you opened with? After I thought about it, I said, you know, I should have gotten one of uh, Jati and Marla's songs to open with so that people actually could hear a little bit of the Natty Love Joys. Um, Scooby-Doo, Run, Run, Run. I wanted to say Roy Ayers because that's who... who Yeah, that's Roy Ayers. That's That's who I thought it was. That's who I thought it was. And that was just, again, I want to thank you brother Ken for that song because you know what it just was the right one today I'm a music love I love a lot of songs but I haven't heard that song since college and that was just amazing that you chose that like out of just I guess out of your heart (laughs) and said let me run with this one (laughs) so we thank you but um, uh, mm -hmm, I'm going to I got a lot of in my head once I learn this Yes, I do know. That's what I'm thinking about. I think we're doing good, and I think Queen Mother is looking down from heaven and just real happy that we're going on in her stead. And bit by bit, we're going to get it, you and I, where we could, because like, we could have broke away right now and went to a Natty Lovejoy song right here, you know what I mean? But Man. we don't have that kind of technology up yet. I text you what they on YouTube, I was going to search their song. 
Yeah. Well, they have some good ones, and I have CDs, you know what I'm saying? Or, or I think the way to do it is they send you an MP3, and then you could have played it immediately because that's what uh, Queen Mother did for the other daughter that whose music we played. But the good news is, is the Natty Lovejoys will be back on the show again before the fall event and certainly before Four Tribes yeah, we're gonna, Yeah, we'll be set up with your music by then for sure. Yeah. yeah, we got yeah, the summer. Definitely. We got the summer to play yeah. with this. Yeah, we do. We have the whole summer to learn, and uh, the next time they come, we certainly will have their music um, ready, ready to do that. So it's exciting. I was going to say to you, Marla, uh, in light of the fact that uh, Chief Alab uh, has not made it, I know that you all were present not quite for the Ancestral Festival. I think both concerts were for um, the Memorial Day kind of celebration of the founder of Oyotunji. And if you would just, I, I guess, you know, I could say a lot of things, but I always like to... Uh, you've been there twice, and I think the unique thing about asking you to speak about uh, what one, like coming to Camp Reggae, like what one takes in coming to the village is that you were there in the very early, early days, and then you came back uh, after the first uh, king went through the roof. And, and I'm sure you saw two different villages. But what were your impressions of uh, Oyotunji when you came? <laughs> it felt like home, no doubt, you know. I share. first. I share. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like yeah, that camp reggae up. vibe. Isn't that interesting where our tribes live and reside? We do. We, we, we tend to feel like, wow, you know, it doesn't feel strange to me at all, even though I don't know the people. I'm meeting the people for the first time, but it does right. very much feel like home. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no... Amazing. And the revelations that you know, the revelations you 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 get. You know, we got some wonderful uh, read ups from the king, the the, the, mm-hmm. um, the, the, mm-hmm. the first king way, four nineteen ninety nine, um, and the the wonderful joy that we had when we came to the village. Um, you're now entering. Uh, you're, you're now leaving the United States of America and entering into the uh, Ayatunji village. You know, mm-hmm. um, wonderful uh, experience mm-hmm. and good revelations. You know, some yeah. Revelations. That sign is still there, and people say that they say, "Yeah, we we really leaving the United States." I said, "Well, technically, yes, you are." <laughs> Because the laws out there don't mean much to us in here. This is a sovereign state. Don't you see the flags hanging over there? Yeah, when you're going home and you you, you go back to you go to the Aitinji village and you feel the warmth and the love of the people, and then the authenticness. You know, like going into to Africa. You know, and mm-hmm. going home, a sense of mm-hmm. you know wellness, sense of wellness mm-hmm. and well-being, and people care for you. You know. And, uh, you know, it's a good place you can get good advice and, you know, it's cultural, you know, it's nice that you get a good tour of the place. It's really uh, a beautiful place, you know, and, you know, I wish the Ayatunji village all the best and, you know, may it grow forever more, you know, and always uh, remain 
a, a, a place where people can come and and be enlightened. So that's wonderful. Yes, I thank you for that. You know, as you were speaking, I was thinking, um, I think it was last year, we were so blessed to have one of the last poets come with uh, the group Precise Science. And he, like many people, I, I can remember Chief Olaita, we're really any of the elders, many of which who are ancestors now, uh, describing a feeling that came over to them as they were riding down that safari road. <laughs> and, and the last voice said the same thing. He, said, he, he went on about it, you know, that, and it's not really an eerie thing. People cannot quite articulate it. For some people, it almost feels like they're going back into time or they are going to arrive in another country. So I think by the time that they get to that sign that says you're leaving America and now entering the sovereign state of Oyotunji, uh, they're not quite sure what to expect. But, um you know, I, I, I asked the question not really, you know, to, to just plead your, your case about it, but also to try to share with our listeners. And we're going to open it up for questions. I don't know if uh, any of the people that are online, those that have spoken, those that have not have any questions of the Natty Love Joyce or concerning um, Oyotunji and the Ancestral Festival for next weekend, but I thought that this Sunday's show, um, you know, and I, and some again, you know, one of the uh, uh, people that uh, made their transition was one of our elder priests of of Obatala, who uh, uh, departed this morning at about six thirty, and he is the father of the younger brother of the king. So there could be a number of reasons why Chief Olagba uh, was not able to make it to the call. But it really is an important conversation, I think, to have for our people as to the ability to do something more than the average Memorial Day backyard barbecue. And I said that earlier in the show we were speaking um, with uh, Her Grace Komalafe about um, you know, you would think that that one word right in there, memorial, would indicate to us <laughs> that this is a holiday given to us based on having good memories and, and, and building upon the memories of our family dead. You would, you would just think that that was implied, kind of like uh, Veterans Day or, 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 you know, other days where it seems very plain, but not, not, not so much because, again, when we do this festival and this is our longest festival in the year, it's a two-week-long festival, um, I'm amazed the people that come from the Gullah Geechee Festival over on the bus or people that plan to be there that that just are wide-eyed <laughs> in wonder, you know, that um, they never, I guess, have seen it. You know, this is not the type of thing that you would see on television in terms of um, a feast, a table fit, uh, fit with the pictures of your ancestors and candles burning for them, let alone a big, colorful cloth 
moving with African drummers down through the town that is parading the spirits of one's lineage. And then, of course, as you arrive in the courtyard of the palace to have the chief Alagba uh, speak of your clan and who they were back in Africa and how they fell into slavery and what their children should be doing over here in America. So I just want to put that out there because um, there's a lot of rich, potent potency that goes on um, for these two weeks as we said when we open, we open for the Gullah Geechee Festival on Friday um, we always have probably for the last decade um, done that, brought the ancestral uh, parade down to the waterfront in Beaufort <clears throat> to open that festival and uh, there are various salutations between our king and the queen Quet of the Gullah Geechee Nation. And uh, then on Saturday, we have the uh, national ancestors. And lo and behold, I wonder do people out here even recognize that in Oyotunji, we have a national ancestor for all the teachers among us and a national ancestor for all the magicians among us and a national ancestor for uh, that that goes. They say, Egon Yeye, my road of the ancestors, uh, she runs to the heavens to please for the women and children that are abused or treated badly. Um, so we have many, many different um, national ancestors that are venerated, have parades. That happens on Saturday. And then, of course, the royal customs, the, the clans of the king. Uh, for those that don't know the history, again, haven't, been, haven't had the tour. You know, we didn't make this up. We wouldn't even try to make something like this up. There is an actual lineage of the Allah de Hunus and the Adifumi clans all the way back to the Oyo State in Africa, in Dahomey. And uh, again, during uh, that parade, you will hear the history of those two clans. And then a wonderful feast after it goes on to the queens and then the chiefs and then the babas and the yeyes, the mothers and the fathers of the town. And for two weeks, and then we go to the beach and we celebrate all those that we did not know by name that died in the Middle Passage. So just wanted to put that out there, and I think I probably will do my blog for the Kendrick and Goma on that because I don't think that it's been spoken about enough for uh, African Americans to be educated as to why this is an important celebration um, yeah, at this Mm-hmm. At this particular um, time, I knew I, I know two individuals that actually been to uh, Africa, and these two mm-hmm. individuals that don't know each other. I want to go back to you were saying about the people having this feeling going from America to uh, to the camp or what have you. They mm-hmm. don't know each other, and they describe the same emotional feeling when they arrive. Home. Uh, uh, in fact, they they both sit and they don't know each other. They say during the plane ride across mm-hmm. the Atlantic, they were uncomfortable. They couldn't mm-hmm. sleep, you know. And that is our ancestor during the Middle Passage, cause yeah. of the bondage they were in. That's what I contribute that to. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And, 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 and they, it was a warm heart feeling. They said. I don't know. I've never been. Mm-hmm. I, I will go, but I've never been. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and they said it's a very, very emotional feeling that you cannot 
describe. And they and they both are articulate gentlemen, and they couldn't describe it. Yes. Well, you know, it, it doesn't occur to people because sometimes when we're in the conversation about our ancestors, it's almost like because we have family pictures or family albums that we forget that we are our ancestors. <laughs> that our cellular memory, our DNA came from them. So when we go to this different geography, yes, we have different feelings. Our, our emotions, even if we can't articulate it or our brain can't tell us why, our physical will remember these things and uh, it may feel one way or the other. It's just like uh, that last poet when he came down. I mean, he, he was just so, he, he said he shook for a while. He couldn't even speak for a while. And again, we don't know what all of the physical things are. You know, it could be they're overjoyed. It could be they're rejoicing. You know, it could be a height of energy. I was saying this to someone just maybe yesterday. About, yes, it was a, a young man that I work with, and uh, he's been doing ancestor veneration. And while I was traveling last week, I saw the show. I don't know if anyone on the line has seen it, uh, and I can't tell you where it is because I don't have cable in my house. But this was a Morgan Freeman movie where he was interviewing various people that had come back from the experience of death. And I I just love it. I'm going to find out what it is because it finally puts the science up under what you and I are talking about right now for because it, it really has been documented to the level that when the physical aspects and organs of our body shuts down and what we call the soul or the ka or the essence of us that never dies, never dies. As as many of us know, uh, you know, we our, our energy changes form, <laughs> but it does not stop or cease to exist. It just exists at another level. And it is my belief that that's a lot of what people feel when they come and have these experiences. I know I felt that way the first time I went up to Camp Reggae. I almost had, like, tears. But, you know, I've always had some, like, some kind of uh, feeling or connection to Harriet Tubman. Even when I was a little girl, it was almost like I could remember her life. Now, how could I remember her life, okay? She and I have lived in two different times, but whenever I come into an aspect of remembrance of her, I can feel it in my physicology. I, you know, my body recognizes it. So it's very, um, very interesting how that is. Maybe we have to do a show on it, perhaps, <laughs> and have a few people come in and uh, and really speak about it because it is a true phenomena. You know, and a lot of people can call it spooky or voodoo or hoodoo or whatever they want to call it. But the fact of the matter is, is that it does happen, and and because we don't have maybe the proper spiritual language to articulate it, um, you know, we, we can't do it justice yet. But give us time. We'll, we'll figure out how to talk about it most effectively. And uh, we'll have to invite the uh, Alagba back maybe next Sunday. I'm sure I will be back in the village from uh, Fernandina Beach because it's only about three hours apart from there. And uh, maybe we can grab the Alagba and... Uh, 
have uh, some type of conversation with him regarding it because, again, we'll still have a whole, what, 10 days to go. Actually, when we get to next Sunday, we'll still have 10 days of that festival to go to. So, Marla and Jati, we thank you again for joining us on this evening, and much love, much love, much love, one love to all of the Camp Reggae family that will be there with you uh, next weekend up in Turtletown, Tennessee. Isabella, look it up. Camp Reggae has an event page, and I think you said campreggae.org for tickets. But uh, at the very least, you can write to them, nattylovejoys at gmail.com, or even to our website. You will find them on the About Us page because they are part of our Tribal Alliance and so one way or another, if you're in that area, you want to check out Camp Reggae for sure. I'm going to turn it over to you, um, Brother Ken, in these last few minutes as we is our custom because uh, Queen Mother for Real Blog Talk Radio has amazing shows throughout the week. Every time you say these shows, I'm like, okay, where am I going to be? And I try and write it down. And, again, this whole week went by and I didn't get to, but I get to them on the archives. I hear them after they happen, so that's almost just this good. Yeah, the downloads is very important, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the listens and the call-ins. Uh, let me repeat the schedule. Uh, the Tuesday evening is my show, Black Urban America, which focuses on political and culture issues, not issues, but solutions for African-American issues in, in, in our Areas. Um, also, on Thursday, we have this wonderful couple from Texas. Uh, he's an economist, and uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a husband wife show. And matter of fact, the wife be running it too, you know. And <laughs> um, yeah, they come on Thursday night, eight from eight to nine. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the show is called. Um, uh, economic power in Black America, and okay. uh, and uh, also on Saturday nights from eight to nine. Very, very content. He's a poet. I mentioned his name is Carlton Sneed. Oh, let me get back to Thursday. Thursday evening from eight to nine is Mon is Daryl and Monique Freeman. Mm-hmm. Economic power in Black America, Black America, and uh, Saturday night from eight to nine is provocative thought. Now mm-hmm. his, his name is Carl Sneed. He's been a social worker now for about forty-five years, and he's a poet as well. And uh, he come from a basis of uh, addressing social behaviors in our community. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and yourself, you come from the spirituality, uh, uh, and uh, so trying to cover all bases. And um, as we get become consistent again, we're gonna be adding some more shows, and we're gonna have some. Uh, I have some wonderful, wonderful idea. Also, uh, within the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm gonna be doing a call in of all the hosts. Because I really want to have a meeting 
And uh, last time I tried to have this meeting in January with nobody on the call in, but this time I really got strongly uh, 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 request that everybody attend this meeting because, like I told one person, I can't do it by myself. This is a team now, and uh, and, and there's a couple uh, individuals that 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 uh, specialize in marketing. Uh, specialized. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's a retired businessman, and he's interested in working with us in trying to. Uh, uh, of course, none of this is free. I mean, uh, none of this is like uh, everything costs. You know what? Right. This preacher told me one time when I was a young boy. He said it costs money to save souls. So, um, yeah. so. Uh, that's that. That's gonna be one of, one of the things, and, and, and it, but it's gonna be on the community level. It's gonna be mm-hmm. about community development, uh, just like what uh, Dow Freeman said. Yeah, we gotta uh, do this money thing, but we're gonna do it different from the traditionalists, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean mm-hmm. by traditionalists, right? Mm-hmm. So see, when we do it, we want to motivation, encouragement, God, lift up. Assist, you know, come from that spectrum as well as, as well as trying to get ourselves to become more independent and not dependent on the United States government. Because you know, the United States government, when they when they finish with you, they could cut your funds. That's number one. Number two, uh, 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 they could put all kinds of negative energy when it comes to trying to, especially we coming from an Afrocentric perspective in all areas, from politics. I think we're more with politics and 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 uh, and, and uh, uh, networking and organizing on the community level. Because I feel that I'm sorry, I don't want to be dominating this. Because I feel that okay, we got the billionaires and millionaires. Okay, they left. They on that. They on that side. They crossed the fence. They know they're not gonna come back. But we still got people that have talents and skills, but they have been so uh uh uh, uh I want to say brain. Well, yeah, I'm gonna say brain. Brainwash that hey, you cannot. Do anything without us. Yes, we can. We almost did, but it got sold out. But we could do it again. And that's just so important. You talk about these children, whatnot. These millennials, these, these mm-hmm. millennials that gotta watch out for them. Gotta watch out for them because they got a lot on the ball. Uh, that generation X from the 90s, oh man, they got yeah. a lot. They are more powerful. Culturally, that my generation, your generation, because I think my our generation was more into the party instead of focusing, continuing that that continue that that black pen. Well, I'm more of a uh, well. See, my family come from a militant background, so I'm more into that uh, uh, realm. Anything that talk about economic independence, I am. I will listen. I will open my, open my mind. And it is a scary thing for us. But we've been dependent on the government and and their ways and their thinking and their lifestyle 
for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Why? So that's what AI, Dolly and I used to spend many, many, many phone calls, talks, face-to-face, whatever, discussing what can we do. And yes, it took almost a lot of time to come with a solution. This is the only solution I think that could be. I mean, all you got to do is look at our history. Look at African American mm-hmm. history, you know, with the with the uh, 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 Black Wall Street. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with, with no, you don't even know we're the number one population when it comes to consumer spending. And ninety nine cent out of a dollar leave our community, and none of that money stays. And we spend one yeah, point two trillion dollars. Have the six hours. hours. <laughs> I recently just heard that. We don't lose our money in our communities. But I'm ready for you when you come, Brother Ken. I am. I say I'm ready for you when you come because we really have been working on this different model that we offer. And once we show the tribal support, you know what I mean? There are different people now, even with the four tribes for peace, that uh, whether we call them media partners or sponsors or however they come in. Yes. Marketing partners. We're excited about it. It's a partnership. No, you're not going to give us money and we just, no, it's a partnership. We're going to groom you so you can get off whatever you're on and, 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 and do for self. Marcus Garvey had it right. I Marcus Garvey had it right. You know? And uh, maybe we can't make, all of us can't make the migration back to Africa, but we can make the, the emotional and the psychological. Right. Successful show. Wow, I 